Welcome to Don't Touch That Dial, a classic TV podcast. Did you grow up in the 70s and 80s? Did you rush home from school to watch reruns of The Brady Bunch and The Partridge Family? On each episode of Don't Touch That Dial, three guys who love TV will look back on those days and talk about the shows and stars that made watching television before streaming, DVRs, and even VCRs so special. Hello, TV fans, and welcome to a very special episode of Don't Touch That Dial, a classic TV podcast. We hope you had a great holiday and that you are getting ready for what will be a wonderful 2024. We are going to spend this episode looking back at some people we lost in 2023 and the contributions they made to so many TV shows that we love and hold dear to our hearts. I'm Anthony Steckert. I'm Jody Schwartz. And I'm Keith Loria. But first, we have some exciting news because Fox is kicking off the new year on New Year's Day with a two-hour special called MASH, the comedy that changed television. This will be a retrospective featuring interviews with the surviving cast members. I don't know, maybe some creative people behind the scenes too. I'm not sure. What do you guys think? You're going to be watching? Of course I'm going to be watching. There hasn't been a MASH thing yet that I've missed. Always exciting to see it. Always happy to see new stories about stuff behind the scenes. Who knows? But even the footage of what they're, whatever they're going to show is going to be great to watch. Yeah, they say there's going to be airing some new footage that's never been seen before. And like you said, whenever they get together, the last time was, I believe, for, I don't know, this podcast. They just tell stories that you've never heard. And, you know, they're all tremendous. So and bring back so many great memories. One of the things I love about when they're all talking is that sometimes because they're, you know, it's been a lot of years and they're older now, they'll talk about episodes and they'll get things wrong. And I'll be sitting there yelling at the screen saying, no, it's not that one. I'll be correcting them. So I actually curious to see how this one goes for that. You yell at the screen regardless of what show you're watching. That is very true. Sometimes (laughs) when the TV's off, I do that. Do you yell more during a mass reunion or during a Met game? Well, <laughs> it depends on the season we're talking about. It's pretty close. Right, There's go. a lot more yeah. cursing in the mechanism. Yeah, a lot more cursing. <laughs> a lot more throwing stuff. And Anthony, so, yeah. why don't you tell our viewers about what, what's going to be coming up in March? Oh, well, in March, we are going to be hosting MASH Madness. So for all our listeners who love MASH, and if you listen to this show and you don't love MASH, I don't know what you're doing here. But we are going to have four episodes about MASH in March for MASH Madness. So we're all looking forward to that. Very, very excited for this episode. We're going to cover every single aspect of this incredibly classic show. Yeah, it'll be great. All right. Well, for this episode, we want to honor as many people as we can. Of course, we'll be talking about some famous people, but also some people whose names we may not be too familiar with who deserve a little tribute. Also, we should note we're recording this in about early to mid-December. So anybody who passes away this year after we record will be mentioned next year. We're pretty much going to go in chronological order, but since we just mentioned Nash, let's talk about two people we lost who made contributions to that great show. Uh, Judy Farrell. She passed away April 2nd at the age of 84. She is the ex-wife of, or was the ex-wife of Mike Farrell, and she played Nurse Abel. She also wrote for Port Charles, and here's a fun fact. BJ's wife Peg was from Judy's real-life hometown of Quapaw, Oklahoma. We remember her fondly. and then Which I uh, thought was fictitious when they brought it up. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I don't remember it. I just read that. It did not ring a bell, but yeah. I think all the towns were real that they mentioned. Was Crowd uh, Apple Cove real? I don't know about that, but I know that Jamie Farr was from Toledo. Yes. And McLean Stevenson was from Bloomington, Illinois. I believe Larry Linville was from town in Indiana that Frank Burns was from. Yeah, a lot of them were, were real. And then also from MASH on May 1st, Eileen Saki passed away. She was 79. She was the third Rosie, 
played her the longest. She also was in a prior episode when Potter burns Hawkeye and some others find themselves outside a brothel. And Potter tells Burns there's tarts in there. And Burns says, a bakery? <laughs> and he's like, raspberry? Peach? <laughs> so uh, we pay tribute to them. So. Well, funnier than that was that he mentions a general who had given them the orders to bug out. That was why they were there. And the, the woman knows the general's like nickname. And that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. binky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So after those two mesh people were pretty much going to go in chronological order. On January 5th, Earl Bowen died. He was 81 years old. He played a minister on lots of shows, oddly enough. But for our purpose, probably most famous as the father on the family of four in the Keaton Manor episode of Family Ties. Tall guy, bald with a crown, kind of a hangdog face, you know, character actor. Type of guy everyone would know if they saw him. Yes, yes, yeah. Keith, do the, uh, come on, I know you want to talk about Family Ties later on, but do your favorite line from that episode of Family Ties. (laughs) There was a kangaroo (laughs) in my living room. (laughs) Can I do the follow-up? his face like this. I wish we had video for our listeners because... (laughs) Can I do the follow-up line? Sure. Alex goes, he was only here for the party, Dad. (laughs) Great, great episode. And one day we will talk about that in depth. Annette McCarthy passed away on January 6th. She was 64. She did lots of TV and movies. She played a lesbian character on an episode of Night Court, which I'm guessing was kind of a big deal back then. And then she did sort of a spoof on Sybil Shepard's character in an episode of Moonlighting. I know you guys watched that. I didn't. Is that like a famous thing? Like, wow, do you know I don't she remember is? this at all, to be honest. Oh, all right. I, I guess there was like an episode of Moonlighting where they did some kind of spoof of it. Uh, I, I really don't know the premise behind it. And she played the Sybil Shepard. Type they did a lot of fourth wall type stuff in a lot the of last that. A season. Lot of, a lot of spoofs on things. Oh, there you go. Adam Rich passed away, sadly enough, on January 7th. He was only 54. He was, of course, Nicholas on Eight is Enough. Made appearances on The Love Boat, Chips, Fantasy Island, Six Million Dollar Man. And then later he did voice work on the cartoon Dungeons and Dragons with his Eight is Enough co-star, Willie Ames. We don't want to get too down, but he had a tough life, right? Yeah, he did, especially early on after the show was canceled. Yeah, too bad. Melinda Dillon passed away on January 9th. Best known, she was 83, best known for movies, especially The Mother and the Christmas Story. But she showed up on some TV, including The Jeffersons and Chips. This is a biggie. Cindy Williams passed away on January 25th, only 75. And most famous, of course, for playing Shirley, first on Happy Days, and then on Laverne and Shirley. One of the greats for us, I think. Do you guys have a favorite uh, Laverne and Shirley moment? You know what? One of my favorite Laverne and Shirley moments was actually their first appearance on Happy Days. Cindy Williams, obviously playing Shirley, character was played a little bit differently on Happy Days and she would end up being on the show on Laverne and Shirley, but just her whole demeanor in that episode and the way she's like coming on to Ron Howard when they're in the house together, I, she was really uh, very funny and pretty memorable in that episode. Yeah. My, my favorite episode is when Laverne and Shirley win the the supermarket sweep thing and have to go to the grocery <laughs> store and they're fighting over what they should be getting throughout the episode and they, they they agree to let them both do it. I guess they both wanted to do it themselves. Only one could win. But it, it's great physical comedy by, by both her and Penny. Uh, my favorite is when they needed the dresses for the party so they become the, the guinea pigs and then they go to the party and one hasn't slept and one hasn't eaten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think Laverne was the one who hadn't slept. I think and, you're right. And Sh- yeah. Shirley hadn't eaten and there's yeah. a part where she's holding Laverne up so she won't fall, but she's like starving and someone drops a cracker on the floor. 
So yes, yes. Goes, <laughs> she goes to grab the cracker, and then Laverne like tumbles over and lands on her back, and she goes ta da! Like like <laughs> like it was planned. <laughs> I have another and, favorite episode where they're on the train. Scatman Crothers is in the episode, and there's like a murder. <laughs> That's a great episode. Well, we should talk about that more during some type of Laverne and Shirley special. Definitely, definitely. And then many years later, my daughter was watching Sam and Cat, which was a Nickelodeon show. I think Nickelodeon, yeah. and Penny Marshall and Cindy Williams showed up on an episode. Episode. So that, that was kind of cool for me. I'm like, oh, it's Laverne and Shirley. Okay. You know, just because you, you you went from Adam Rich to Melinda really quick, I, I want to give a favorite Adam Rich memory if I can. Because Nicholas was kind of my age, he was a character that I really enjoyed on, on It Is Enough. And one of my favorite episodes of this show and probably one of my favorite episodes of that time period was when Nicholas runs away from home yeah. during Christmas time. That's um, a good episode. So it was it was so good. You know, I, I think I may have cried. Maybe one of the first times I cried because of a television show. Show. I, I don't know if we'll ever do an eight is enough retrospect, but <laughs> I want to give the props to, to Adam where this was really, it was at least a two-parter and it focused around him and great, great thing. And I don't remember who played the, the like the Santa Claus character that like he ran to and he was the man that was like, he was kind of staying with. I want to say Jack, Jack Elam, but I don't think it was him. Someone like him. I don't remember that episode at all. Is that streaming anywhere? Or I know you're going to I, I remember that episode. Too. It's really, really touching. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, it was a great, I remember like the show, I don't remember details of it at all, but I remember loving it. Lisa Loring was the original Wednesday on The Addams Family. She died January 28th at the age of 64. She later did some soap opera stuff. She played a character named Cricket Montgomery. The great Cricket Montgomery on As the World Turns. Not really much of a TV guy, but I want to mention quick. Burt Bacharach passed away at the age of 94 on February 8th. He was a great musician, but he did show up on an episode of The Nanny. And I'm stretching things, but there is a Happy Days connection because he wrote the music for Night Shift, directed by Ron Howard and starring Henry Winkler. A guy named did, Len- he, did he do any any TV themes? I, I feel like he I feel like he was involved in, in some. I of that. looked. I didn't. I looked okay. quick. I didn't see anything. Nothing stood out to me. Okay. So, but I was wondering the same thing. A guy named Len Berman, not the sportscaster. He <laughs> passed away February 10th at the age of 90. He showed up on episodes of Dallas, Six Million Dollar Man, The Great BJ and the Bear, and yep. Knott's Landing. One of the all-time great beauties, Raquel Welch passed away yep. on February 15th at the White Sand. Yeah. She was 82, and she played the appropriately named Captain Nirvana on Mork and Mindy. Was there a Ben Cooper Captain Nirvana costume? Anybody (laughs) have that one? Yeah. I don't I don't know if, if uh my form would have fit that one very well. She she was uh that's funny, but she was uh she she looked so great in that episode. Yes, very memorable episode. Yes, it's extremely memorable. It's one of the more memorable Mork and Mindy episodes. And yes, yeah, she looked she looked incredible. And we're, we're uh, having our crack staff check and see if we can find a Ben Cooper uh, uh, costume. <laughs> I don't know if she, they could get away with having that costume on TV today. I agree. On, it was- on network anyway. <laughs> Yeah. It defied physics that <laughs> it, it defied okay. physics and you can even see it if you watch the episode, you can even see Robin Williams' reaction. It's it's you know Yeah, she also hosted a Muppet show. She was on Evening Shade. She was on Spin City. I don't remember that. I don't know if you guys do. She was famously on an episode of Seinfeld and she had a prime time special she did with the Crofts, uh called Really Raquel. We miss her already. Yeah. What did she do on Seinfeld? I don't remember that. You know what? I'm getting confused. She was on a Seinfeld, I think, but that she She's not, I was, 
thinking she was part of Raquel Raquel, but she's not. No, no, that was Bed Midler. What, what, who was, was she bad. on Seinfeld, Jody? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember on Seinfeld. I do remember her showing up on Seinfeld, but the Raquel Raquel one was definitely Bet Midler. Yeah, so maybe it's not as famous as I thought. Yeah. I think I was confusing. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember. She's now. in the Summer of George episode. Oh, that's oh, what it was. Go. Okay, yeah. She appears as herself. Yes, yes, okay. Did Joy, I wonder if George went out on a date with her or something. Or, you know, who knows? <laughs> she's not Marissa Tomei. Come on. <laughs> who George actually tried to go out with. <laughs> actually went out with her. George yeah, yeah. Tell me. Uh, so another beauty, Stella Stevens. This is like one of those names I always knew, but I don't know what she was really famous for. But she showed up on some love boats, Fantasy Island, Heart to Heart. She played a uh, on an episode of Newhart. She was like a, a famous sex symbol that he wrote. He wrote a book with her, like a memoir with her. Barbara Bosson. Am I saying that name right? I believe uh, so. Yeah. 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 She was Faye on Hill Street Blues. She was married to Stephen Bochco, and she showed up on several of his shows, including Cop Rock and a show that I really liked. That, but that I don't remember well is Hooperman. Yeah, but I that, remember that really oh, yeah, liking that show. Yeah. Yeah. The John Ritter show. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And again, I remember liking it, but I don't remember it well at all. But um, yeah. I'd like to see that, see if it holds up. And uh, she was nominated for six Emmys. We pay tribute to her. Richard Belzer passed away on February 19th at the age of 78. He was a stand-up comic in the 70s. He was the MC at Catch a Rising Star in New York. And then he went into acting and he played Detective John Munch on Homicide, Life on the Street, and Law and Order Special Victims Unit. And he ended up breaking some kind of record for playing a character on the most yep. shows. Kind I, of a gimmicky thing, but I also didn't he have a talk show at one point too? Daytime talk show or, or I believe he had a talk yeah. show on the Lifetime Network. Yeah. Before it was like, you know, clearly, you know, like all TV movies and I think he got injured by Hulk Hogan on that show. Yeah, yeah I think so thing. too. That's why that's what I remember about it. Yeah. He was also on a Sesame Street film with <laughs> Brian Doyle Murray where they have a picnic and a dog eats their sandwiches. <laughs> a yeah. puppet dog or a real dog? That was a real dog. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. No, these two guys are like in Central Park and they're having a picnic. And then while they're in a canoe, a dog comes along and eats their and eats their sandwiches. So, not Barkley. Yeah. Is that his no, name? No. <laughs> yeah, it was like a it's like a golden retriever. That's, that's happened to us more than once. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Last time Anthony and I were in Central Park, a dog ate our sandwich on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Blake passed away on March yes. 9th at the age of 89. Beretta, of course, a show called Helltown, something I remember. He played Jimmy Hoffa in a miniseries called Blood Feud about Hoffa and RFK Jr. There Not RFK something... Jr., RFK. Oh, did I say RFK yeah, Jr.? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Bobby, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, 19, it, it aired in 83. It aired from April to May in 83. And I'm going to say about that about that TV movie, I, I really think his portrayal of, of Jimmy Hoffa was better than any of the later ones that came Better than Nicholson's in that movie. Better than Pacino's in the in the recent uh, Scorsese movie. Oh, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. He yeah, really yeah. nailed it playing Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, yeah. He was a good actor. Is there anything else interesting about this guy? Well, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing comes to mind. I will say with uh, with Beretta and Helltown, a couple of things to know about that. That Sammy Davis Jr. sang the theme song to both. And um, oh, I didn't what, know Sammy yeah. Davis sang uh, the Helltown song. The Helltown theme. Um, well, it was only on for four minutes. It was on in 85 for like a couple of months, basically. And one of the memories of, of one of my memories of Helltown, NBC used to have a preview of the upcoming shows where all the stars of the shows would do things. So ahead of the 85, 86 season, they had one and they had Robert Blake 
who was uh, he wasn't there with them, but uh, he was on uh, video because he 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 couldn't make it to the uh, actual performances. And <laughs> he's on TV. He's in full character in Helltown. By the way, he plays a priest who was once a criminal, and now he's taking care of the uh, the hard neighborhood in East LA that he grew up in. And he's in full priest garb, and he says, uh, "God bless Helltown." <laughs> <laughs> do they still do those? They don't still do those. They don't do those movies? anymore. But man, not all, not only did they have all the stars there, but they would sing. It was like a variety show. It was you know it would there'd be skits. You know it was uh, phenomenal. I love those. Robert Blake. He really he was a very good actor. He obviously yeah. had some troubles to say the least, but he really was a good actor and a TV legend. John Mangotti passed away on March 26th at the age of 68. He played Salami's cousin, Nick, on The White Shadow. In the later seasons. He wasn't there in the beginning. He came on like, you know. And if this was a video podcast, I would have Keith do his Salami impression. I do a great Salami impression. But it's it's all visual. It's visual? Yes, it's all visual. Yeah. Uh, Fortunately, so when we start doing our live shows, we'll we'll have Keith do his salami impression. Can I can I be Goldstein? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Mangati also showed up on episodes of Taxi, Facts of Life, the TV series Nine to Five, and he was in Meatballs Part Two. Quite a career. Sally Kellerman. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Here's a name everyone should know: Philip Balsam. He passed away March 31st at the age of 79, and he wrote, I think, all the music for Fraggle Rock, almost 200 songs for that show. Oh. And I'm sure we all hold Fraggle Rock near and dear to our hearts. I'm great hearing the theme song. song in my head now. Yeah. yeah exactly. But that's every day. <laughs> great, great, great. And great music. I, I mean, when you think about it, just to, you know, really, really terrific music for that show. Someone named Garn Stevens passed away on April 2nd at the age of 78. She played Harriet on the sitcom Phyllis. That was a Mary Tyler Moore spinoff starring Cloris Leachman. She also showed up on episodes of All in the Family, Barney Miller and Family Ties. Michael Lerner passed away on April 8th at the age of 81. A great character actor. Here are some of my favorite ones. I have three favorite things for Michael Lerner. Okay, let's hear it. All right. In MASH in 1974, Captain Bernie Futterman, who was a dentist who was obsessed with being in Tokyo. There was an episode where Hawkeye needed a boot, and there was a whole series of uh, of things he had to do to get someone to boot. And one of them was to get Captain Futterman a pass to Tokyo. And he had to go to Henry Blake to do that. And Blake said if, if he could help him with his thing, he'll give Futterman a week. And he goes, he can run for emperor, which that line always uh, always <laughs> made me laugh. He was also in a 1970, 74 was a big year for him. He was in the 74 episode of The Odd Couple. Yes. Where he played Sergeant Shumley, Shumsky, excuse me, Sergeant Shumsky who was a cop who trains Felix and Oscar who are joining the auxiliary police. It was actually and Felix and Miriam joined the... Well, the Oscar was with him. He dragged Oscar on it, too. I think so Oscar, Oscar shows up, like, later on. Oscar no, no, he's in, Oscar's in this class with him, with, uh, with, with Michael Lerner. Did he um, quit? And then there's another scene? Because didn't Oscar get yeah, he, mugged and he shows up at the... Felix gets mugged. Eventually, Oscar quits. But Oscar's with him for a while, and then he, he quits, and then Felix is there alone, and then he gets mugged and tied up <laughs> in the... Uh, yeah, and the thing, but Oscar's with him in this, um, in the, and so is Miriam in this training with uh, with Sergeant Chumsky, and he he's naturally quite annoyed by Felix, who has nonstop <laughs> questions during the thing. And then he was in an episode of The Brady Bunch where he was Johnny the bike sales when uh, Mike and Carol are afraid that Bobby's going to run away because he's uh, upset they're going to get him a bike, and he's the one who tells him whoever gives him this bike will win his love forever. Oh, that's right. <laughs> 
Yes, and he was uh, also famous for movies. He could go on and on. Yeah. Oh, he's in so many movies, but we're not talking about that. But, but right, right, yeah. <laughs> By right, the way, right. the Brady Bunch episode was in 1969, so that is how far back his career kind of spans. Apparently, right. he was a child thing. Apparently, he did a, a show. Uh, he was on like a quiz show or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. We pay tribute to Michael Lerner, the great Michael Lerner. More than anyone ever wanted to know. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Listen, we could go on and on about him. Carol Locatell? Passed away on April 11th, 19, um, at the age of 82. Another MASH character, she played Nurse Gaynor. She was also on a couple of episodes of Brothers, that Showtime show. Wow. You yeah. guys remember Oh, that? yeah, with um, yeah. the guy from great show. <laughs> It was a really, really yeah, good it show. Was, I, yeah, yeah I, I don't think that's being shown anywhere. I wish it yeah. was. That was one of the first, probably, uh, cable shows that I watched. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's when they yeah. first started doing that too, when they started yeah. having like actual shows on a cable channel. That that's yeah. one of the of the first. Well, I Showtime? Was, I think it was on yeah, Showtime. It I wonder if it was supposed to be like a regular show, but maybe the content was just too uh yeah. too much. Because yeah, they had a gay they had a gay character, which was still Oh, yeah. it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was meant for cable. I mean, like from the, the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And unlike shows like cable shows today, it had like a, like full seasons, like twenty two, twenty three episodes. Yeah. You know, yeah. long Long, long season, yeah. So it was a very good show. Uh, Jerry Springer passed away on April 27th at the age of 79. Famous talk show host and a wacky talk show. He was also on America's Got Talent. He was the mayor of Cincinnati, and he was arrested for paying prostitutes with a check. Smart move. <laughs> when you pay your prostitute, you want to leave a paper trail. So they should have arrested him for being stupid. <laughs> I, think that was, I think that was why he uh, lost the election. I, think, not for the I crime, think the charge but... should have been being an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gerald Castillo passed away on March 4th at the age of 90. He played Major Slater on Saved by the Bell. Neither Slater's me. dad. Slater's dad, yeah. So oh, I didn't watch. <laughs> yeah. Good That's role. Blasphemy, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was also on episodes of All in the Family, Jefferson's, MASH, The White Shadow, lots, lots more. So do you guys, well, you might know the name because you've seen this list. Hugh McGuire passed away on March 8th, on May 18th. He played Hugh on early episodes of Cheers. He was just kind of one of the semi-regulars, kind of a tall, bald guy, like an Earl Bowen kind of guy, actually. Yeah. You would know him if you saw him. He was, they, they had more regulars that first season who, uh, yeah, and they gave them lines. They would throw them a line yeah. here and there. Yeah. And then Paul became the sort of all-purpose yeah. other guy. Ed Ames passed away on May 21st at the age of 95. He was on Daniel Boone, and he actually owns a bit of TV history. On April 27th, 1965, on The Tonight Show, he had this talent for throwing hatchets. He threw the hatchet at the drawing of a cowboy, and the hatchet landed in the drawing's crotch area. And that led to what that has was been his called, talent. <laughs> yes, that, that led to what has been called the longest laugh in TV history. After he threw it, Johnny Carson said, I didn't know you were Jewish, and <laughs> Welcome to Frontier Briss. <laughs> and I insist that was totally staged. I yeah, think I, I, I agree with that. I've seen the tape so many times. There's there's no way it wasn't staged. Now it was, was the laugh perfect. was the laugh longer than the Jim Taxi episode when he's getting the driver's license? Because that was a long laugh. <sighs> well, we, the thing about the Jim watch. the thing about the Jim Taxi episode is that there's pauses in because because he does it and then everyone's laughing. Yeah. And he does it again and the laughter starts. So there's pauses with that one. With this with this one, it's just continuous. Like no one no one stops. It's a different kind of life. 
And but Johnny, the, the gym taxi thing is funnier. So, so that that's, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And uh, Johnny showed that clip every every year, every, every anniversary reunion, yeah. every anniversary special. Every it was that and Sis Boombad were the two ones that he had. Yeah. So yeah, and I I say it's BS. I think they told that name. Throw it at the crotch. Johnny's got a couple of lines ready for it. Yeah. But no, no doubt in my mind. I'm very skeptic. George Maharis died on May 24th at the age of 94. He was best known for his role on Route 66, which is a little before our time. Time. But he showed up on things like Bionic Woman, Mission Impossible, Barnaby Jones, Murder, She Wrote. Tina Turner died on May 24th at 83, a legendary singer, of course, but she was a staple on 70s variety shows like the Brady Bunch Hour, Donnie and Marie, and Sonny and Cher. That was actually a time when her career was not going well. So I Right, no, I'm like saying that. that's, that's how she was trying to get her career back. Was, and uh, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think Private Dancer may have had more to do with it than, than, than the Brady Bunch show, but we'll, uh, yeah. Pat Cooper, a famous comedian, passed away on May 6th at 93. He showed up on episodes of Charlie's Angels, Vegas, It's a Living, played himself on an episode of Seinfeld at the Friars Club. He was Coach Corsini in an, an ABC afternoon special called Class Act. A teacher's story. If you've ever seen Pat Cooper letting him near children, might not have been the best. (laughs) Well, later on, he really became famous for being himself and just being angry always. (laughs) The thing I remember is he hated Lola (laughs) Falana. He would froth at the mouth in interviews. And pe- like people like Tom Snyder would have him on because he was just so outspoken and speaking hatefully of people. Tony Orlando was another one of his targets. He was... Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember Orlando, too. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it ended up being uh, kind of sad, but it, it, also funny. So Paxson Whitehead passed away on June 16th. He was 85. He played snobs, especially in Back to School, the movie where he was Rodney's nemesis. But he was also on a Frasier Thanksgiving episode where Lilith and Frasier were trying to get Freddie into a fancy school. And he showed Great up episode. with lots of other things. You would you would know him if you saw him. He, you know, looks like Ichabod Crane, kind of. Wrestling legend The Iron Sheik passed away on June 7th at the age of 80. Longtime tag team champion with Nikolai Volkov and was the man who transitioned the championship belt to Hulk Hogan. History. That is historic. That, that, yes. <laughs> that, that's One of historic. the first wrestling matches I ever saw on television was Hulk Hogan beating the Iron Sheik. It was soon after the Rocky Three film. So it was such a big deal because you knew who Hulk Hogan was. You know, Thunder Lips in action. Um, so it was very <laughs> exciting. And it started my love affair with in wrestling. In the flesh, baby. What, uh, like, what was it like? Was it like a weekly wrestling show? Did they have, like, only every, huge events on Every TV? Saturday what? morning it would every, be on. Every, yeah, I remember those. Every Saturday. Yeah. And then what about like, if they did, like, a WrestleMania? Was that, like, a pay-per-view thing? Or would that be on, like, exactly. time? Or? Yes, pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. Re- Re- WrestleMania was pay-per-view when it really took off in the 80s when yes. when Hulk Hogan and, and you know, became – I think Mr. T was on the first one, right? Or yes. The yeah. Yes. Would it, you guys get the pay-per-view? Were they ex- pay-per-view can be expensive. Would you guys would get them? I, would I get, used to yes. – oh, I used to split it with friends. Gotcha. We're down to two minutes on this. So I think we have a lot more names to go through. So I think we're going to make this a two-parter. And what better way to end the first part than with wrestling and the Iron Sheik? Thanks for listening, to everyone. And, you know, uh, listen to part two. Thanks for listening to Don't Touch That Dial, a classic TV podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe. Please leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. We'll be back soon with another journey back in time to the days of static, laugh tracks, and seven channels.